What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by the Pan Inverse Phase Detraction by Switch. Switch has done their due diligence when it comes to customer satisfaction in the electronic wingle timing loss arena, and their new product, Pan Inverse Phase Detraction, really scratches that itch and leaves customers saying, Boy, I don't even miss the flapping ion transmissions. Quality reactive current is altered and modulated to unilateral flip-on cardinal gram meters. With the advent of turbo encabulation, we have really reduced the psionic viscosity of vulvodonic pre-famulated ambulonic tristopan wind casings. Pan inverse phase detraction by switch when you absolutely need to know what's going on. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a chili bowl full of, um, cornbread. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. And today we have a... Actually, I was not as excited for this show before I watched the movie, and now I'm excited for this show. So we have a (laughs) great show for you today. Really excited about it. Today we'll be talking about The Ruins, which is uh, a super-duper 2000s-era horror movie uh, that was actually requested by a Horror Movie Talk fan... My personal friend, Brad. So, Biggin, as he's affectionately known, thank you for requesting The Ruins, because I hadn't seen this movie, and it is hilarious and good-bad. <laughs> Sorry, Dana. I, I did it away from the mic. We'll start out the show by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being very bad, 10 being so fabulous it transcends the genre, and 5 being right in the g-darn middle, right in the just gosh dang it average zone. <laughs> Totes average. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film, and later in the show, I have... Very exciting news for Bryce and our listeners. We'll be doing a new bit. <gasps> yes, this bit, new bit. Yet to be named? Is called ABCD. Wow. Right. Yes. 
or if it's a name, it's Absidy. Absidy, yeah. That that'd be A B C D E. Oh, that's right. Yeah, actually, that is a name. Uh, real life, A B C D E. Bryce and his wife told me that's a real name that people name their kids. <laughs> Pronounced Absidy. Oh, Jesus Christ! What are you? We're we're on the topic of Utah names, which if you don't know. Google it. This is a thing. Yeah. Utah names is a thing. Mormons come up with the weirdest names. A, B, C, D, E. Can you imagine, like, saddling a kid with that shit? <laughs> Fucking Anyway. Okay. But first, before we get into the show, we're going to plug our website, horrormovietalk.com. Head there for all your horror movie talk needs. Uh, there you will find links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and the Gram. We also Reddit, so go check out our subreddit. We post new episodes every Wednesday, and intermittently we also pl- post blogs, the most popular of which by far is Keith's blog about Pet Cemetery Old versus New, or Original versus Remake. So check that out, because it's pretty cool. Also, you should... Subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes because that helps us out a lot, especially reviews. Even more than that is when you share the show. If you share the show, that helps us out a ton because that's basically like the way we rely on growing the show. So sharing it means a lot to us. If you would like to monetarily support the podcast, you can do so by going to HorrorMovieTalk.com, checking out that link at the very top of the page it's a little green button says spend on amazon and if you click through it it just brings you to amazon you buy whatever you need you buy kitty litter you buy baby formula you buy bricks and we get a little little taste of every transaction you you make so that'd be pretty cool and further one last oh two last things to plug actually this is this is great we got shutter the horror streaming service, very similar to Netflix, but just about horror, horror movies and shows. And if you enter HMT at checkout, you get a free 30-day trial instead of the dumb, stupid, normal 7-day free trial. So suck it, 7-day free trial. Move over, idiot. Suck my farts. Yeah, suck my farts, Shutter. Anyway, that's Shutter. I mean, not Shutter. <laughs> <laughs> that's Shutter.com. <laughs> Please head to Shutter, and they got some really good stuff over there. Um, I haven't made a, a new list about what's new on Shutter, but uh, there's the Halloween movies. They got a, they got Critters, a Critters show, <laughs> so it's pretty great. Uh, and just this just in, beep 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 beep. We got an, a Patreon account. So if you just want to, if you're just like, hey, those guys are so cool. I, I just, want to give them $5. I want to give them five bucks. Every well, month. <laughs> every month from here on into oblivion. Hey, you can do that now. So um, I don't know where you can find that. Bryce uh, does. Patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Is there a link on our website to that? You know, there should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there's there's not really. Okay. We're running. Well, I won't go into the details. But actually, there is a link on our YouTube page. <laughs> Uh, I will put a link to our Patreon page in on the website at the bottom with all the social media links. Neat. Um, but yeah, check us out. But you can go directly to it at patreon.com slash horror movie talk, and it'll be on our page. 
There you go. And we only got one tier of support on that, and that's you give us $5, and we go, thank you very much. Yeah, to be honest, the only reason we set it up is that they're changing the the pricing structure mm-hmm. um, in a couple days, and so you can lock it in and get grandfathered into the the better deal if you set up your Patreon page and launch it. So we did. So it's a little low, low effort. It's more like just wishing on a lucky star that maybe one person might sign up for it. Yeah, it'd be nice to cover our uh, the the expenses of of the podcast. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, in the future, you know, if 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 we hear a big uh, call out from our from our loyal fan base that they really really want to shove money in our face, then we'll definitely expand Patreon and and offer um, things, more stuff, uh, exclusive content. And behind the scenes, don't be writing features. checks. You can't. Your ass can't cash, Bryce. <laughs> but as of right now, we're, we're just like, ah, I might as well set up a Patreon. So, if you uh, if you're out there and want to shove money in our face, there's there's an opportunity there that doesn't require you having to buy you know thousand dollar watches on Amazon. Yeah, but do that too. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, that helps a lot. <laughs> Woo. Find you find you a nice shiny thing on Amazon and just buy that shit. Yeah, I mean, click through our button. Click through our link. Please. Also, yeah, bookmark that link. Uh, so thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. As I mentioned earlier, we watched The Ruins, and actually, right now, as of recording this, uh, this movie is free on Amazon Prime, on Amazon Prime, excuse me, and uh, remember, anybody listening... If you're a fan, if we haven't reviewed a movie that you would really like us to review, drop us a line, and we'll make sure that we cover it eventually. We will get to it. We just get to it in the order that it's requested. This one was requested by someone, wasn't it? Brad. Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. The Ruins is the penultimate 2000s horror movie to me. Way more budget than it's worth, an interesting enough premise, and tons of schlock. It also stars the most notable nobody of any film ever, Jenna Malone, (laughs) who you have definitely seen in something, but probably can't remember what. I went into the ruins remembering people calling it distasteful and came out of it rather delighted. So, without further ado, here is the trailer. How much uh, the drivers here? ruins a legendary evil has been waiting i don't think that's the right path it's on the map yeah it's on the map this must be it we could be walking through an ancient graveyard right now (laughs) oh that's great eric now five explorers you know what they used to do to people down here? You don't want to know. We'll unleash... Something's here! The curse. Hello? Is there anyone there? On April 4th... It was moving. It was alive. It's inside me. <laughs> Quarantined here. Why are they doing this? Something to do with the ruins. The only way out 
We have to cut them all. You're joking. He's to solve the mystery of... One of you has to go. The Ruins. I can feel it moving. that that announcer in that trailer i that guy i think he died recently or within the past decade or so it was a while ago if it's the the one that i'm thinking of these ruins (laughs) within these ruins what a what a great voice that guy just, he had no choice but to use his voice. The Ruins focuses on a group of five spring, breaker, five spring breakers in Mexico who wander off the beaten path and find more than they bargained for. <laughs> the, uh, the group gets wind of a hidden... <laughs> Jesus... The group get the group gets wind of a hidden archaeological site where some Mayan rudens have recently been uncovered. They hitch a ride to a remote section of the forest and do everything in their power to find what was clearly supposed to be kept hidden. A group of locals have clearly gone to considerable effort to keep the path to the ruins hidden, but our bumbling crew of 20-somethings managed to stumble their way into a giant Mayan ruin way out in the open which is covered intermittently with vines. Upon finding the ruins, the group is confronted by a band of locals with guns who chase the group onto the pyramid after one of them touches some of the plants that are growing on it. The group tries to find the previous party who they came to unite with and are met with a mystery, along with a few human remains. As time goes on, they start to realize their growing desire to leaf may not be as fruitful as the new roots that they have laid down on their new pyramid digs. If that series of puns seems stupid to you, good. That should prepare you for this hokey thrill fest. I give the ruins a 5 out of 10. (laughs) This is a delightful but average movie. No, I give it a six. It's better than average because it's just surprising the pre- the premise of it. And I mean, you said you laughed several times. Oh yeah, I laughed. I'm like that's got to be worth more than I laughed a bunch of times at the Meg too, but it didn't make it like it didn't make it more than average for me. Yeah, I would not. By no stretch of the imagination would I venture into this movie is good. <laughs> Like I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't go there. I have to remain neutral. I also wouldn't say this movie's bad. No, I think it's, I think it's on the the good side of average. Okay, that's um, fair. Yeah, I give, I give it a six just because, um, it's not what I expected. I think, I think that's like the the metric for me for a five of it is if it's exactly what I expected going into it. I'm like, all right, this is a Conjuring movie. Yeah. This and it's like the fifth in a series. Yeah. It's competent. It does the exact same things that all the other ones do. And uh you know, the acting's passable. 
sure then it's it's a five i know exactly what to expect if it's that plus like an actually really innovative and cool scene then that this trips has, over to six so i think i think this has a lot of unique um <laughs> unique stuff in it it and does it was really well pulled off i mean i could see how there'd be people that would actually really love this movie i was not bored um, I, I was I did not regret the time that I spent watching this movie. In fact, at the end of it, I was like, "I'm really glad that I that I watched this." Yeah, and I definitely toyed with the thought. I was between a five and a six, right? But uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely wouldn't venture into calling this a, a into going. Yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it could be for some people. I mean, and that's that's what's what I like most about this little. This little niche we're we're trying to fill, this movie review niche, is everybody's got a, a fucking opinion, yeah. and it's none of them are right. You know, yeah. I mean, there are some that are definitely right or more right than others. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna call The Godfather two a terrible piece of shit, you're wrong. You just <laughs> you're wrong. I mean, it may not be good for you, but you have to acknowledge that on some level it is right. a masterpiece. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's that's interesting. That I like. I like that you enjoyed this movie. What what were what 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 were the things that you were like? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um. Oh, should we should we go into spoilers now? Let's, I guess we can't. Let's do <coughs> spoiler. Oh. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> Keep, we're keeping it. We're doing it live. So, the, so what what were you going to say? What were the what were the little the little things that pushed this movie over the edge into being into being fun and and funny for you? Um <laughs> I think I mean it was a good indication of when the guy, when the rope breaks and he immediately breaks his back. Yeah. And then they send down the girl and are like, just jump down. That lasts like 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just jump. And she breaks her leg immediately. <laughs> yeah. She gets impaled by something. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, that and then just the reveal of that it's plants. But it was so <laughs> obvious that it was plants. Um, I did not think it was obvious. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Like I, I remember when she was being lowered down into into the cave or whatever, into the temple, that there was some movement, and I thought it was just like creepy spiders or something like that uh-huh. on the walls. Um, but yeah, when when they're trying to find the cell phone is when it's revealed yeah and you're like oh shit or maybe maybe it was revealed before then no it was a few times well i mean technically it was revealed when one of them touched the vines and he got his brains blown out blown out by the locals oh right yeah yeah there that's true it was it It was was like it was very obvious that was something about touching the temple or the growth or the growth yeah i i assumed it was if you touch 
the plants that are growing on the temple, then the evil or the right. the monster or whatever will attack you or keep you from leaving or something like that. Okay, so maybe That's it's not would... as as obvious as I took it to to be. I knew that it was like a demarcator for yeah, like, you're doomed if you touch the plants, but I didn't know what the reason for touching the plants like what what made that bad i i could feel it i could feel it the corniness of it emanating off of (laughs) off of the actors and actresses in this movie yeah i was like there's gotta be plants so um spoiler if you haven't worked it out yet it's plants that's the bad guy in this uh in this movie the premise behind the ruins is as 2000s era as you can get good looking party kids meet up with a foreigner from munich uh, Matthias, is it Matthias or Matthias? Matt. We'll call him Matt, played by Joe Anderson, and <laughs> and decide to head way off the resort they are parting at to see if they can find Matthias's brother. His brother is doing archaeology work and has found and has found previously undiscovered Mayan ruins in the jungle. Now, Bryce, I don't understand how this site has remained undiscovered for. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Presumably the present day, because there are cell phones. Because it's not covered up by the jungle at all. In fact, it stands out from the jungle by a good 40 or 50 feet, like in... It is its own thing. And it's not even fully covered by just vines. It's very clearly a temple. So, given the fact that Google definitely had maps in full swing by 2008, and way before that, government agencies had satellites capable of seeing these kinds of things from space for many years prior to this movie, it's unlikely that this site would remain hit. Maybe, Dom, this is definitely splitting hairs. You might be overthinking it. But... How, but that's the whole premise, is this place hasn't been discovered. It's so, it's, in fact, it is so hard to find that there is a group of locals literally devoted to keeping people away from it or, and, and keeping the evil on this temple uh, contained. Yeah, I mean, you could say that anyone that visits there dies, so that would keep the word from getting out. Like, if there were no planes that flew over, maybe you could say it never was there. I know that there was a thing when Google Earth and Google Maps came out, when all the satellite imagery started being readily available, that there were literally people making archaeological discoveries with it, and that they're looking for certain signs of mounds and stuff. Um, So... 
Yeah, not not likely that this particular version of a hidden temple would be hidden. But, uh, you know, especially since they salt the earth around it. So yeah. there's a big barren Dead patch zone. around this particular particular temple. Uh, but yeah, that that makes sense. Or you could say the people that came before and set up camp had, like, macheted down all the growth to get up the stairs. Because it was, like, half-covered. It was, yeah. I mean, it was it was sparse. It was balding in places. Thank you for acknowledging the unlikeliness of this. Yeah. That, but this, but the, I think it's, I think it is interesting that, that what happened when Google Maps was released, right? I mean, obviously it's interesting. It's just objectively interesting. And remember they would like, and they still do this. I mean, obviously. And I, and I wonder how it's, how they're, um, you wouldn't call it. I mean, it's them editing the map to, so that you can't see certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you. I guess it would be called. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Censoring. What, yeah, censorship of the map. But you know, there's like there's there's spots all over the yeah, world. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's they had censored the um, map so you couldn't see it. Right. This is Google Black site. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so Google's in on it. Google's. So really, this the ruins is about Google. Okay, okay. The locals um, here at this temple understand and respect the site and how dangerous it is because they guard it at all times, trying to keep the dangers of the site from infecting the rest of the world. Uh, when our so so these so they're trying to find the ruins. And it's it's kind of a it's you know they're kind of like venturing into the into the jungle primeval right, and they're walking along this path and they come to that little river, and up the river they see these two kids who are just standing there and I thought that was pretty ominous and it worked pretty well because mm-hmm. there's these two kids that don't respond to any language that any of these these twenty uh, somethings speak and they're just standing silently like a hundred yards away yeah yeah and and I, at that at that point. I was ready for some serious shit because I do remember the reception of this movie being pretty like critical of, of how this movie handled, I don't know, itself horror and, uh, and people saying that this movie is distasteful and that there's some really, really just gross parts for me. Nothing in this movie was, was over it was so over the top that it ventured into anything other than me just like kind of laughing at it but yeah, i can I mean, see this, how it would this was well into like the torture porn days yeah. of horror movies in the in the 2000s by that aspect this is really tame yeah yeah what what was it about that about the two thousands that it kept ramping up into that? Was it Saw that really just kind of started the whole thing off? Yeah, it was Saw, and there was a couple movies like Hostel came out. Yeah, that were really successful, and they started out as kind of independent movies with low budgets, but they were able to garner garner <laughs> attention because they. They attached were so itself. gory, you and, know? and and I think I think Hostel attached itself somehow to um, 
Quentin Tarantino, didn't it? Didn't he? Yeah, wasn't I think he, he like produced or something? Executive yeah. producer. I remember yeah. that being like, well, this now you have to see it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And David has not. No. Seen it? No, I have not. So, yeah. Listeners, <laughs> as David said, if you if you request movies, then then we'll watch them. So feel free to request Hostel, so I can make David watch it. Is it is it really like super upsetting? As far as the uh, the torturous aspects of it, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's some really specific, like, just over the top scenes, but I mean, it's a movie. Like, I, I'm so desensitized to it. See, you like, say if that. You watch, if you have watched Walking Dead, that's on TV. If you watch like Hannibal on TV, mm-hmm. there's just as shocking stuff on there, you know. Oh. If you don't flinch at someone being flayed and having their their back displayed to the camera that which happened in Hannibal, then you know, he might not flinch too hard at, you know, eyeball trauma. Oh. <laughs> All right, maybe eyeball trauma is like the is like the edge. But see the, the other aspect to this whole thing is Everybody's very different, which we learned uh, through one of our conversations this week, which is Bryce can't handle <laughs> pee. Like, pee is well, so gross. I, the context to give yeah. is we were, watch, we were listening while well, I was listening. David was watching your mom's house. I don't know if there's any your mom's house fans out there. It's a podcast. It's a podcast with Tom Segura and... Christina P. Um, they're both comedians and married, and they have an obsession with tasteless internet videos. And one of the most famous is the Try It Out guy. <laughs> Piss on me, beat me, haul man out. Which is a guy <laughs> that basically went on YouTube and requested people humiliate him and torture him, violently have sex with him, and pee on him. And he would give them a lease and a key to his house. And then he gave his address. He gave his address over and over again. So they actually got in contact with him. And they've been following him closely on Instagram. And one of his Instagram stories was him just casually urinating into a cup and sipping it like it was lemonade. (laughs) Yeah. Sip, not sipping it, gulping it. Yeah, he gulping it. It's like, oh, and he'd get all excited about that. And um, don't get me wrong, I don't think that's cool. <laughs> it, doesn't get my, it doesn't get a rise out of me, really. And I just, look- just the description that they, they played the audio <laughs> and described what he was doing, and I literally gagged. Oh, wow. As I was getting off the bus and listening to it on my headphones, I just went like, <laughs> like I literally gagged involuntarily just from disgust at the idea of just drinking your own hot, frothy urine. <laughs> when you say it like that. Yeah. Just think of, think of the sensation of like Go on. 98.6 degree yeah. frothy <laughs> 
Mm. Ammonia urine. Yeah. And, and it was, let me tell you, I was watching, you know, their, the YouTube video. It was, this was not clear pee. This was. <laughs> he had not drinking a lot of water. Right. He was not, he was not a water This champ. is probably like the, the third or fourth cycle for that, for that cup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. This is like full-on Bear grills action. Yeah, but um, so it really affected Bryce, whereas whereas I was like, you know, I've thought about, like, I've thought about survival scenarios where I would have to do that enough, where, I, where I've just gone, could, could I do that? I think I could do that. Could I do that? I think I probably could. Like, if I was so thirsty, like, dying of thirst is probably the best way, or the worst way you can possibly go in all of the ways you can go is dying of thirst. And I think I, I and I think about that a lot because a buddy of mine told me about this other movie called I think it was like The Hole or something like that where where some teenagers die of uh, of dehydration and and he's like it is rough. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I could see that. So to me, I've I've entertained the concept of drinking my my piss, not for fun, like this guy, who seems to enjoy it quite a bit. But it so it doesn't seem to it just doesn't seem to have the impact on me that it does to Bryce. And yeah. and at this point, you know, with two little girls under the age of you know three, it's like pee's just everywhere. I just nah. yeah. I mean, I don't care. I don't have a problem touching it. Yeah, like I could. I could pee on my hand or anything and not have a problem with it. I could have someone pee on me. You heard it here first, folks. And I would be like, all right. But if someone peed in my mouth <laughs> or I just like gulped down a, a hearty swig of urine, I would immediately vomit. I don't think anyone's going to hold that against you at all. I don't think anyone here is persecuting you or... Well, I... Not me. Mm-mm. I'm just saying it's interesting. Yeah, but it sounds like you're fine with it. I'm not fine. No, I'm not fine with that at all. I would never be okay with someone else peeing in my as, mouth. As long as it's yours. As long as it's mine and it's a survival scenario, yeah. There's not a casual me just sitting at home one day and being like, okay, Tim. You sound kind of excited about it, though. There's an undercurrent of excitement about the idea of drinking your own urine. No. That you're trying to be coy about it, but I think... I now you just really, now you just cast you, in shade. You've got like three giant cups of tea. Mm. Yeah, he like walked. Did you in, say pee? Walked in with like <laughs> like hugging mm-hmm. th- three carafes of of tea. Yeah, and I'm not sure if one of them's not urine. You'll never know. You know, it could just be me. Here, here we go. Let's have a nice big swig. Here we go. Mm. 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 Hot, frothy. <coughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh. It does the body good? <laughs> so the ruins. Um, Anyways, your point was that I had a problem with urine, but I didn't have a problem with movie gore, right? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. To me, seems obvious that it's like, yeah, it's a movie. I don't have a problem with watching fake torture on film and i'm still affected by it like if i if i have like the suspension of disbelief like it is affecting and that's part of the deal of like making you scared or making you wince yeah from watching that but at the end of the day i know it's fake no one actually got hurt yeah but the idea of a real person (laughs) 
<laughs> choosing to just gulp down just a hot, yeah, steaming cup of yeah. of urine uh-huh. is enough to make me gag. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess it's like the difference between what's titillating or intriguing about a horror movie versus what's titillating or intriguing about a documentary on a real life serial killer. Right. One is real, right? One is is like a historical account of a real life psychopath who actually tortured and killed people, and the other is fake. And they're both interesting in their own way, but one has stakes. And the other doesn't so much. The other is just pure entertainment. Right. So. All right, moving on. Moving. Enough hot pee talk. Literal hot pee talk. When our... So when our group of party kids, led by the most prolific actress you've never heard of, Jenna Malone, who plays Amy, runs into the ruins, they also have a run-in with the locals. And the locals are extremely agitated and armed with bows and guns, which they use to basically imprison the group of kids on the temple. They shoot the throwaway six-member of the party, who I didn't even list in the, in the party count, uh, Dimitri, played by Dimitri Bavias, after he touches the plants that surround the temple, as I mentioned earlier. A key feature of the temple is, at the top... There is what amounts to a hole. So there's like, let's say you get to the top of this pyramid. Well, in the top, on the top, it's kind of flat. You know, it's like, I don't know, 2,000 square feet of flat. And in the middle of that flat, there is a hole that goes down into the center of the pyramid. On this hole, there's a makeshift pulley system to drop people and gear down into the structure safely. Presumably, this pulley system was set up and left by... Uh, Matthias's brother's group because their tent is there as well. There's just no sign of the actual group. From within the temple, the party, now trapped atop the structure, can hear a cell phone of the previous party ringing. Now, this is intriguing to me, Bryce. Are you are you ready for this? So we got the, the cell phone within that they can hear ringing, right? Uh, and it's this is intriguing because of course their cell phones don't have service out here so here's a question for you oh I guess I have to I, I guess I have to continue explaining this movie before I get into this question because otherwise it won't make sense so one by one the party succumbs to injuries and accidents while trying to either escape the temple outright or trying to retrieve the phone within the temple and the first, of course, is Matthias. Um, he tr- they they send him down the pulley system, and uh, oh, the rope uh, the rope comes unwound and it snaps while he's like halfway down, and he falls and breaks his back immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and um, boy, that they there's they do they do the the core the core things of this movie are done well, like the wh- how they put in. In particular, what I'm talking about is how they raise the stakes. So, a person being injured like this out a couple mile, you know, a cup a walk away from civilization at least is that's a high stakes scenario. In there's no, and when you don't have cell service, that's it's amplified by a billion. So it's a very relatable premise that seems to work well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's the most competent. He's the one that brought them there. Yeah. It's 
it's his it's really it's his trip that he's convinced them to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so so when Matthias gets hurt, they send Stacy, played by Laura Ramsey, down into the temple to try and help him. And like like Bryce alluded to earlier, she gets a pretty severe cut on her leg from a sharp object when when the rope doesn't reach the bottom. And they're like, "Oh yeah, the the um, the lantern breaks, and like a, a shard from the lantern gets embedded in like right by her knee." That's right. That's right. And so you know that she reaches the end of the rope, and they're like, you know, there's pff, I don't know, thirteen feet, something like that between her and the ground and they're just like hey just uh just go ahead and jump yeah. she's like okay and of course she gets hurt immediately mm-hmm. which is kind of hilarious and and predictable amy the uh the uh, girl played by jenna malone follows her to try and help get matthias onto a makeshift gurney and here's the cell phone ring while she's down there so now they're they're down there they don't have a light kind of like, oh, I'd, I'd, I sure would like to find that cell phone, but uh, they don't have any way to do it. So at some point, uh, so they get uh, Matthias, they get him on a gurney, they put him up on top of the temple, and now he's he's out of commission, basically. Yeah, he's paralyzed. Yeah, he's like, effectively paralyzed and stationary. Well, he is paralyzed because he says he can't feel his legs. Right. So, yeah, he's... I don't even think he moved his arms or anything. It's during during that whole thing. No, they seem to have him like strapped onto this thing. Yeah. And which is which is good because I mean good for the premise of it's bad for Matthias, but it's good for the premise of this movie because plants don't move fast. So <laughs> the plants are kind of like slowly encroaching on uh on Matthias and there's a there's the first scene where you're like, oh shit, plants is, is Matthias is like, I don't, I don't feel, stuff feels funny. Show me my legs. And they like pull his sleeping bag off of him one morning and there's all these vines growing into his, into his skin. Yeah. And they're, and they're moving around in there and you can see, you can see like little whips of vine like moving under his skin. Yeah. And the same thing happens to um, Stacy as well. She got that cut. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And uh, she got a... That girl. 
That girl got it bad. She got impregnated with some some vine as well. Mm-hmm. But hers is... Yeah, so they, they both like kind of just pull, you know, at least like three feet of vines out from inside their body that have entered through their wounds. And these, they don't want to leave. You know, they're yeah. holding on. And there's like, <laughs> that's one of the, the best parts. As they're pulling them out, there's like a pretty subtle scream that comes from... <laughs> The yeah. Vines. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I really wish they wouldn't scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The vines are are pretty. You know, they have they're they have feelings too. So there's Jenna Malone, like you said, that she's in. She's like a recognizable face. Uh, yeah. But you can never tell. You can never remember what you've seen her in. Mm-hmm. But she was in Contact and all the um, all Hunger the, Games yeah. movies. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't even remember what she was in. In the Hunger Games, but she was in like all of them. All of them. And uh, the other recognizable face for me, maybe not for you, was the guy that played Eric, Sean Ashmore. Yeah, the the basically her her boyfriend. Yeah, yes, he was recognizable as well. And uh, he played X Man or X Man. <laughs> <laughs> he played Iceman in the X Men movies. Oh, so he was Bobby. Okay, you know they made Bobby gay recently. Oh, did they? Yeah, in the comics. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's gay. All right. It's like, okay. I don't the, know. what. Out, out of all that time, he never had a romantic relationship with he's, a woman in, in the comics? How could he? He's gay. Oh, interesting. Um, so, anyways, he played Iceman in the X-Men and was also re- recently cast in the uh, hit TV series The Rookie. Starring Nathan Fillion. What? I don't... Okay. <laughs> it's a TV series that my mom and my wife really like watching. Wow. And so I, I remember checking IMDb because I was like, that guy is very recognizable and I can't remember where I've seen him from. He has a bit of a funny thing going on with his... He has a lisp or something. Maybe it's just in this movie. I'm not sure. Mm. But anyway, yeah. He, he was also recognizable. Although- and then And then Jeff... Played by my name, Jeff Jonathan Tucker. Um, I don't think I've seen him in anything, but he well, he was in The Virgin Suicides, um, and Sleepers. But to me, he looked like the older brother of Tom Holland. For some reason, he looks so much like Tom Holland. Yeah, Holland to me, Tom Holland uh, is the most recent Spider-Man. Oh, okay, that's and not in, who I was in thinking the Avengers. Of. Okay, yeah, no, he's yeah. That's that's a pretty good, pretty good interpretation of what he kind of looks like. Only Tom Holland, but like with some hair on his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point, the group tries to reason with the locals who are on constant guard. There are this this pyramid is surrounded by the locals all, basically all the time, and our main hunk. As as we just just mentioned, played by John Jonathan Tucker, his name is Jeff. My name Jeff. Thank you. Throws a ch- he, so he, Jonathan Tucker uh, Jeff throws a chunk of vine at a local kid, and the vine hits this kid is uh, is part of the the party keeping them on the temple. The piece of vine hits the the child in the chest, and the locals basically just go, boom! Hey, little kid. You're dead now. Boom. Execution style. And so that's another great 
stakes raiser right there when it's like, oh shit, they're willing to kill their own kids if they come in contact with the plants? Like, what? Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at my name is Jeff on YouTube. My name is Jeff. I was taking care of more important matters than actually listening to anything he said. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. A valuable contribution. <laughs> I, I, and that is not a joke. <laughs> Sorry, so what were you saying? What I'm saying... About the vines? Yeah, well, when, when Jeff... My name is Jeff throws the vine at the little kid, and then they... Fucking oh, right. execute the yeah. little kid. It's like, oh my god, whoa, yeah. yeah. My name is Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Uh, after dilly dallying forever, the group heads back down into the temple. They actually send the two girls. It's always the two girls that have to go down in the temple because, quote unquote, they're the lightest. It, and it's not. They're not wrong. Yeah, because the guys have to be up, up top and pull the crank. Right. We're experts at pulling cranks. We're great crank. Twisters, just sitting up here, just man in the crank. <laughs> so Amy ends up look. So they're they're down there with some lights, and they're looking for they're looking for the phone that they keep hearing ringing down here. She's she ends up in this little room that's covered in vines, and she's looking at all the flowers all over the place. And suddenly, the flowers scream at her in a way that if flowers could scream. They would scream like these flowers scream. <laughs> they kind of wiggle. They kind of wiggle. They go, wee, wee. you know, they like ringing the cell, like a cell phone ringing. Uh-huh. And it's clear that they're, they're a, they're bait. That sound yeah. is being used as bait. Now, I have, acu- I have, I have set up my, one of my problems with this movie. None of, this party's cell phones have service out here. They Universally, they don't have bars. Mm-hmm. So they're out here. None of their cell phones work. They hear a cell phone down in the temple. They're like, we got to get to that cell phone. But the plants only imitate things that they've heard. So how did these plants, if the previous party didn't have service either, because there's no service out here, because it's the jungle primeval... How did the plants ever hear the phone ring? Because there's no service out here. Maybe they set their alarm on it and just use a cell cell phone tone as the alarm tone. I hate you and everything you stand for. Or what if so they, much? What if they had a satellite phone? I really, really don't like you very much. I, you, I mean, you just completely took apart mm-hmm. the thing that I was most excited about. Uh huh talking about Mm -hmm. so good job that's great great (laughs) this is just great my point is these plants they don't know what cell phones sound like god damn it uh so so yeah after once once we learn that the plants can talk then the plants start talking a lot more and they copy things that people say and they also like interject ideas into people's head they're like hey kill yourself <laughs> like, hey baby come on uh, come to butthead yeah they kind of slow slow rolled the, yeah the party they they took their sweet ass time to use their special powers as plants yeah there was a lot of gaslighting going on with these yeah. plants they were definitely they were up to no good yeah nothing that good ever happens in the jungle 
I mean, they were just... I mean, this guy was a real jerk. Yeah, he's a real jerk. So, uh, the ruins culminates with the party being encroached upon by these carnivorous mindfuck vines, and Laura, played by... Uh, oh, no, that's that's not right at all. Uh, Stacy, played by Laura Ramsey, really has some interesting interactions with the vines growing inside her. This is where the, I assume, the reviews... Uh, or the the talk about this movie being distasteful came from because she self mutilates quite a bit in she becomes obsessed with trying to get this vine out of her body. Yeah, and this was to me the best scene in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Just because <laughs> they they operated on her and got some vines out of her, like they had a, a hunting knife or whatever, and one of the members in the party was it. What's his name? My name is Jeff. Um, he was studying to be a doctor, and so he operated on her and pretty invasively ripped out these vines, but there were still, like, way more in yeah. there, like, in her head, and they could see him moving their head, and they're like, oh, whoa. <laughs> She's like, did you see something? <laughs> nope. Like, nope. Ship shape. <laughs> nope, ship shape. And, You're looking uh, good. You're and, really looking good. <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get the body bags out here. Um, and so they wouldn't. He wouldn't operate her on her anymore because he was like, "Well, she's gonna bleed out, and it's not a good idea in a dirty jungle to start sticking my fingers inside of someone's wound to try to pull vines out." But she took matters into her own hands, got the knife, and like started just cutting holes all over herself it's like i found it over here in her head like her thigh was like a big old flap of meat yeah like Ugh. hanging off of it so and that was like the the best shot is her just standing in a wide shot just completely Hol- mangled holding this hunting knife holding the hunting knife and like a flap off of her thigh kind of hanging down it's okay, guys. I think I got it. It's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, it's uh, it's like that part from The Simpsons where they can't find Homer and they have a search they have a search party ready and the and the head of the search party kneels down next to Lisa and Bart and he goes, "Everything's fine, kids. We're gonna find your your father, no problem." And then he turns around to his search party crew and he goes, "Okay, get those corpse sniffing dogs out here." <laughs> She's like. She's like, uh, uh, no, did, he did says, you see it on my face? All right, everyone, put on your corpse handling gloves. <laughs> put on your corpse handling <laughs> Yeah, put on your corpse handling gloves. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, she's, uh, she, and then um, she's she's been driven to the edge of insanity, basically. So she's, she's, she's cut herself up and she's just obsessed with it. She can't, she can't stop, um, you know, fiddling with with trying to get the the plants out of her body, and so she basically disassembles her boyfriend and uh, stabs a, a couple people in the face. Like not stabs them, but cuts them pretty good. Yeah, I mean she <laughs> she's like trying to still cut stuff out, and they're trying to get her to stop, and she like lashes out. And the first the first time it's yeah. like, oh hey, I was swinging my arm wildly about. I didn't mean to uh, to cut you in the hand. And then her boyfriend comes up 
and says like, "Hey, honey, seriously." And she's and like, then, and "I said, get away from me." And then it's not like a wild swing. She literally just <laughs> stabs him white in the heart. white knuckled fists this knife and stabs him directly in the chest. And she's like, "Oops, whoa, no, I didn't mean to do that." It's like, "Yes, you did." And but but also, there's a part of the responsibility for this that's on. The kid's approaching this clearly insane woman. After she cuts the first person, maybe don't approach her, because she's got a knife and she's insane. So, you're dumb. Don't do that. So, my name Jeff, Head and Amy, They so they're left. The, the other two, Stacy and her boyfriend, are dead, and the plants eat them. And Jeff, my name yeah, Jeff... Yeah, that's, that's kind of the best part, the... We skipped over the part where they um, operated on Matthias's legs. Oh, they cut off yeah. his legs and break his bones so that that they. I mean, what do you call that? Uh, uh, it's not decapitate. No, it's it's, it's uh, they they do that thing where they remove a limb. <laughs> Whatever, whatever that is called, that's what they. Do. God, what is? We've lost it. Oh man, the ruins. We're gonna stay here until we get this. Okay, it amputate. Amputate. They amputate both of his legs, and that's one of the best scenes. Is his legs are mangled and like laying <laughs> on the ground, and, and the vines kind of slowly like creep up, and they're like, "Hey, we'll, can, can we'll we take it take, from here? Is anyone gonna eat these?" <laughs> <laughs> like slowly drags the feet back yeah. into the into the vines. Yeah, it's like hmm. anybody eating this? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have it. <laughs> and so, basically, when anyone dies after that point, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. The vines come and claim them. You're like, I'm just gonna take this back here. <laughs> Let's just go over here. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. 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 So, Amy. So, my name Jeff and Amy head down to the bottom of the temple. And Jeff is carrying Amy in his arms. He's like, he's like, you see what you've done? She's dead now. And he puts her on the ground. And then he starts walking over here. Yeah. And he covered her with blood, too. I was wondering why he was covering her with blood. Yes. He covered her in, in blood. And to make her convince it look convincingly dead, and he and he take he walks uh, kind of away from her in this big dramatic like look at me sort of thing like oh my life has ended why don't you just shoot me right now and in this in this big dramatic fashion he he says my girlfriend Amy and that's clearly her signal where you know they're far enough away from her and not looking at her all eyes are trained on him because he's acting funky and she gets up and runs away and and he takes a couple arrows to the knee and he goes down and the and she escapes through the woods and gets in the jeep and drives off and that's the end of the movie the ruins and then it's it ends with another party discovering the ruins. Yeah, that that's right. So part of part of this movie was showing that their clothes were like infected. That after the first night or something, it showed yeah. their clothes were like had moldy moldy stuff, stuff or like some kind of plant growth on it. 
What did that remind you of? Oh, you done it now, Jordy Farrell. You monkhead. <laughs> you lunkhead. Oh, Stephen King playing Jordy Farrell. Yeah, and, uh, in Creep in Creepshow. So yeah. I thought they were going to go that route where it was more of it's taking over their bodies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it seemed like you literally had to be have an open wound or like touch the plants. Yeah. Um, but that, that brought up the question cause they kind of made a big point of it being all over them and they couldn't leave now and that it was hopeless to where when Amy does escape, does that mean that she just infected the rest of the jungle and the whole world by escaping? Yep. Yes. I wish they would have made more of a point of that of just like, Hello. Show like a little twitch inside of her head or something from one of the vines. Oh, that'd be good. The ruins too, Bryce. There's still there's still time. <laughs> it's it's only been eleven years. <laughs> the, People remember the ruins. People are still clamoring. <laughs> Please make a second ruins. The scariest things podcast. Um, uh, one of our one of our friends, uh, actually out of out of Portland. Uh, they had a pretty comprehensive post on plants in horror, and it's uh, it's funny. Yeah, and it covers it does cover, and that was just a couple, like last week that they released that post. So you guys can check that out. I'll include a link in the um, in the post for this episode, and it goes over Creepshow, it goes over the ruins, and it goes over some much more B movie esque. Uh, Entries into the plants in horror. Plants uh, are just comical to me because my parents are both, my, you know, they're both plant people. You know, my dad owned a nursery. He's been, worked in, he's an arborist. You know, it's like my mom, my mom went, got a bachelor's in like horticulture. Uh-huh. So not, I mean, the only thing scary about plants to me is how fucking boring they are. But, uh, yeah. What about like stinging nettle? Um, stinging nettle, not scary because I know what they look like and I stay away from them. I tell you, I mean, I guess trees in general, uh, can, can be intermittently scary, scary all of a sudden and then not anymore again (laughs) (laughs) when they either fall or, or lose a limb and Uh that crushes someone or something nearby. Like if it falls next to you, Ooh, that's scary. But now it's, it's fine. What about those uh, those plants in Australia that the gimpy gimpy that like put the needles in you and it's impossible to get out yeah. and it's the worst pain in the world. It's a nettle for the rest of your life. Yeah, basically. it's it's a it's a it's a in the nettle family, and um, yeah, these tiny little microfilaments that that you brush off onto your skin and the plant is called the gimpy gimpy. And of course, it's called the gimpy. It's got to be named some fucking stupid thing because it's from Australia. So, and yeah, people have killed themselves after coming in contact with, with this plant because it's, it never stops. It just, it can, it can reactivate after years. And, uh, this little neurotoxin is just ultimate pain. So uh, that is scary. That is legitimately scary. Cause that, yeah, no, ain't nobody got time for that. So final recommendations for the ruins. Who would like this movie, Bryce? Um, if you want to see like an updated B movie, like this is, this feels like a very fifties black and white premise for a horror movie, it sure does. but updated for the two thousands. Um, yeah, definitely see this. 
um, if you like kind of goofy horror that still takes itself seriously, yeah, this is this is a good option. I mean, plant based horror is a pretty very very specific subgenre, right? So, I don't know if there's many other films that. I mean, what 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 films did scariest things mention? So there's the happening, right? Oh yeah. There's a couple from like super B movie, like monster movies from the fifties, with you know like Star Trek esque dudes or yeah. Star Trek esque enemies, you know, like um, kind of creature of the Black Lagoonish looking right. situations. Yeah. Um, there's of course uh, that one with Rick Moranis and Steve Martin. Uh, little shop of horrors. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's not a lot, and there's a couple like really off the beaten path movies that you do not want to touch with a ten foot clown pole, right? A ten foot uh, arbor stick. <laughs> so, not a lot there, but enough to make a post about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my recommendations for the ruins are if you are in the mood for something in some some intriguing body horror and some laughs at a movie that takes itself way too seriously, this is it. This movie is is fun and funny in that way. It's not great, but it's not terrible, and boy, it's ironically funny, in my opinion. So with that, let's transition into our new game. This game is called a, B, C, D. That's the name of the game. It's A, B, C, D. Okay. Yeah. And uh, actually, this didn't come from anyone. Uh, I Actually, it did come from someone, uh, but none. no one recommended it. It just kind of happened organically in the car on our way to go see Tom Segura, Carrie and I. And Carrie goes, hey, you remember that game we used to play, A, B, C, D? I was like, no. She's like, okay, well... You go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and list a celebrity and you tell me what level of celebrity they are. Are they an A-lister, B-lister, C, or D? And of course there's probably only A, B, and C, but for for the purposes of this game, I'd say segmenting it into four is probably better than two or three. So I'm going to list some people for you, and we're going to have a little bit of a back and forth. There's no real right answer, but there's definitely getting close to a right answer on this. And I I think I I picked some some good ones. So our first celebrity, ABCD, Bruce Campbell. What is Bruce Campbell? What list, what what level of celebrity is, is he? I'd say a B. Really? Yeah. That high? Yeah, man. Bruce Campbell. See, and this is Bruce Campbell's a great one to start this whole thing off because he I, I think he's only famous for Evil Dead. He's only Ash, really. I mean, there's a few little things here and there. No, I mean, he's he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, he was in Bubba Hotep. He was in Bubba Hotep. He was in Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, but at but was, basically as Ash. Yeah, I mean, He's he's got a character, yeah. That I mean, I don't know how far it is from Bruce Campbell himself, but 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's recognizable even to people outside of horror. This is my this is my argument for I I agree with you by the way. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell is interesting because you could show him to most people and they go, "Oh, that's Bruce Campbell." But he's compared to like Brad Pitt, he's so far down the rungs. But the, his face is so recognizable and and carries with it a kind of a wink and a nod that I'd say that that elevates him to a B just based on kind of his his fun demeanor and who he is as a person and Ash. Yeah, I think if you there's a bunch of fans that get excited about him being in things. Yeah. It's not everyone is excited about it, but a decent amount. Right. And it's not Oh, niche necessarily. Oh man, if he showed up at a Comic Con, it would be it would be a stampede to Bruce Campbell booth. Right, like he would he would outshine almost everyone, with the exception of maybe one or two other people on this list. Right. So okay, so we've we've decided Bruce Campbell's B list. So next one, Jenna Malone, the the actor the lead actress in this movie, The Ruins, who. You definitely recognize, and who's like a poor man's Kristen Kristen Stewart, but in in looks basically. But but boy, you just I you wouldn't know her name like most people wouldn't. Um. See, here's the here's the question. She's Is, made so much money for sure because the D list celebrities. It almost feels like it has to enter a level of insulting. The celebrity, or saying it's they're, they're the they're lowest kind of, rung. They're for shame, sure. It's shameful. It's not like, necessarily. You, in you, some cases, it's not. Like for some for some comedians, like they're D list, but but not because you know, not because they're it's insulting, but but because it's you know they they're just not very high up on the known meter. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, if you say that, then. Then yeah, she's probably a D list. Wow! If even on a list, because I I think she's just barely known. But I've seen her in so. I mean, she's in Contact. She was in all the Hunger Games movies, The Ruin. She's in. She's she's in. She's a definitely working hard. Like she's in Hollywood. Yeah, but I wouldn't even call her necessarily a celebrity. I'd go. I think for a gentleman and I go C list just because of how prolific she is, just because of how much stuff she's been in. Like you don't get there unless you're a little bit of a somebody, right? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, we dis- we agree to disagree on gentleman alone. Howard Stern. Um, what's Howard Stern? Are we talking about all celebrity or specifically movie celebrity? Uh, celebrity. The, oh, well, then he's A-list. He's A-list, I think, too. One of the most famous people in the world. Yeah. Okay, good. But it's it's kind of hard, I think, for me, it's kind of hard because... He's the king of all media. <laughs> how could you not be A? The self-named king of all media. Yeah. Uh, how could you not make up your own title and then uh-huh. that's that's the best ever and then B? <laughs> I th- yeah, I think he's A just just by the fact that, yeah, he's he's on he's been on radio for... <laughs> 30. He's the biggest name on radio, yeah. and he's he regularly interviews. He hasn't even been on radio for like 
probably going on 20 years by now. 2006 was when he was when he moved. Okay. So, so yeah. Over over a decade he hasn't been on radio, but he's still probably one of the most famous radio personalities. Oh yeah, <laughs> bar none. Like and when he left they they retired, you know, they they retired the that title basically yeah. in radio. It's like you're never going to no one's going to live up to that. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean he interviews Madonna. <laughs> like Okay. Here's here's an, a, a little bit of a harder one, I think. Mark Hamill. Yeah, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, I was I specifically thought of Mark Hamill as we were talking about this. Yeah. Um Luke. He's He's Luke. I mean, he's not A. No, a, I don't know. I, I think, think the part a. about A is me meaning they're either legendary or in high demand right now. Right. Like you can you can get a movie made by having this person attached to it. Yeah. Would be A. Um, so he's not that. He's not that. But he's not necessarily B either because... But if you have a star... If you but, have a... Yeah. List, I would say, I a, would say he's, he's, he's a C-level celebrity, but oh. it's inflated with him being... The protagonist of the most famous series of all time, if Star you, Wars. If so I'm have, gonna I'm gonna settle on B. That's I'd say that's pretty pretty good. I'd say that's that's probably where I fall too with Mark Hamill because because let's be clear, if you have the ruins and Mark Hamill's in it, it's like what the fuck is that? It's <laughs> almost confusing. It's like it's insulting a little bit to him and the audience. Everybody's uh-huh. just like what the fuck. But if you have the most like widely known successful movie series ever of all time star wars and you get mark hamill in there it's like everybody's tits are hard like <laughs> like everybody in that theater is like oh my god luke he's back like do you remember when mark hamill came in that most oh, man everybody was just like oh my god luke skywalker you know yeah so. So it's a weird dichotomy with him. Okay, here's here's your ne- I so B for B for Hamill. We agree. Danny Trejo. Oh. <laughs> um, he's a D-list celebrity. So if you're not familiar with Danny Trejo, he's he's a uh, um, uh Hispanic guy who who is in like Grindhouse. He, he was in Grindhouse. He's in like Breaking Bad. He's the stereotypical, like, badass cartel-y sort of guy who... He was in Machete. You know, he was the main guy in Machete. Machete. And and you're going, what? You're going D with Danny Trejo? Yeah. I mean, he's not... He's like a bit player. He is a bit player. I mean, he... I guess he did head... Headline Machete. But that's like more of a... Like a, I mean, that's an offshoot of Grindhouse, yeah. which itself was super niche. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd say D level. People would probably recognize him, and they'd be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I kind of know who that is," but it's not going to get anyone anyone in the seats to know that he's attached to it. Yeah, you're probably yeah, you're probably right. I think uh, I don't. I kind of waffle on this a little bit. I kind of go, well. He's kind of like a poor man's The Rock, you know. <laughs> yeah. Which, 
older. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but still like that hard dude who yeah. who can fill that role. So I mean, excellent character actor. Yeah. I mean, you can you can put him in there and you get like a real nice flavor. Yeah. But uh, not not a super uh, impactful celebrity necessarily. Okay, I'll go. I'll go with I'll go with D on this. You've 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 proved a good point. Okay, finally the last name A B C D E or A B C D, Chuck Palahunic. Um, I mean he's not even really a celebrity. Uh, he's a he's a writer of you know some of the. I mean you're a huge fan of him. Bryce? I've, I've read a couple of his books. I'm, I mean, in terms of author, yeah, he's an A-list author. But celebrity, I don't know. How how high can an author reach in this list? I mean, maybe Stephen King could be an A-list celebrity. Yeah, I don't think so. But I don't, I don't think Stephen King's A. Uh, he must be. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean Stephen in terms King's of, such a name. of writers, yeah, it's, like it's such a name. Um, I don't know. I don't, I honestly wouldn't even rank him. Wow. Sorry, Chuck. Wow. By the way, Chuck lives in Portland. So if you ever want to come on our podcast, Chuck, feel free. You're not ranked <laughs> on Bryce's. You list. can fight me. <laughs> don't fight Bryce. Kill him. <laughs> He's a he is a strong looking man. He is. I met him. Yeah. At the comic book shop signing of Fight Club 2. Yeah. And uh, it was awkward. Why is that? I don't think I can ever do like signings like that. Because it's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. What do you mean? Kind oh, of thing. You can't, you can't walk up to someone and be like, can you sign this? Yeah. I've like, everyone had like a little anecdote to share, like preparing themselves. Like, what am I going to say? And I'm just like. Uh, kind of like Fight Club. I like your stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I don't like. I but I don't feel anything about it. I just go like because you know I've been to and I don't care about the autograph. Like, yeah, it doesn't. I'm not gonna sell anything, right? Like, so yeah. I mean, either the autograph really, really means something to you because it proves that you met someone, I guess, right? Because you would forget without it, <laughs> or it, or it means something to you. For commercial reasons, that you sell it and it becomes very valuable, right? Um, a Stan Lee sort of signature, but I don't care about any, either one of those really. Yeah, like if I meet someone, like getting an autograph at a signing seems so artificial to where, like, how can that mean that much to you? That's a really good point. This is the and danger the, of growing old. Yeah, like you just you just realize how dumb all the shit you used to care about was. Yeah. Like if I met Chuck Palahniuk at like Powell's Books or something, or at Voodoo Donut or something in line, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be, be like, like, "Hey, man, whoa, whoa!" It's like it's like me going to the Tom Segura show this week, <laughs> and like so, I was walking with my wife. We're, go- I mean, Tom Segura, my favorite, like, charge of my favorite podcast, my favorite comedian. I love him to death, uh, and. So we're walking to his, his comedy show at the Keller Auditorium in Portland, and uh, and we're outside, and like I do a double take. I, I see a guy get out of a car, and I'm like, uh, he's a little bit behind me, and he just walks into the to the to the green room area, and I was like, holy, 
holy shit, that's Tom Segura. And I, it just happened so quick that I couldn't, like, I couldn't react fast enough. I was like, like, my brain didn't work fast enough. And I just wanted to go, bikes! Or, you know, just so, something. I wanted to, like, run up to him and be like, Tom, Tom, I'm your biggest fan, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I, first of all, I know that would have been off-putting for him. And second of all, uh, it just I just didn't have the reaction time for it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where the older you get, you realize they're just people. Yeah. And I don't want to be the guy that is like, hey, do this thing for me. I don't want them to do a thing for me. Like, I don't even want to bother them. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just like, hey, man, you have made my weeks so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, you've been the best part of my week. Right. For... Months, you know, for a long time, and I and I really appreciate. It. And that's all it is. It's just all you're going to get is a thanks, man. Like, oh, thanks, man. That means a lot. Yeah. And that's all all it can be. And that's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. But yeah, love you, Tom. <laughs> Anyways, I wouldn't rank Chuck Palahniuk on the list. Wow. I I give him I give him a solid C. Really? Yeah, man. Because he's because he's so well well respected in. You know, for all of his, all of his really edgy shit. You know, he's the edge lord, basically. All right. Well, that's very kind. <laughs> okay. Fuck Chuck. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> that is horror movie talk for this week. We thank you so much for listening. Before we go. Thanks, Brad. I really appreciate you requesting this episode of Horror Movie Talk. I really appreciate having watched The Ruins. Now I get it. I get why you asked for it. Make sure to share this episode with a friend. Check us out at HorrorMovieTalk.com. If you want to support the show and see great streaming horror, head on over to Shudder.com. That's S H. U-D-D-E-R dot com and enter HMT at checkout and you'll get a free 30-day instead of the stupid 7-day trial of Shudder. If you want to support the podcast monetarily, you can head to our website, horrormovietalk.com, click on the link at the top right-hand corner of the page. It's green. It says, buy stuff on Amazon and then buy stuff on Amazon. Bookmark that link and that'll help us out a bunch. Also, remember... We just started a Patreon account, so if you want to donate $5 a month to our podcast because you like us a lot, we would appreciate that to the ends of the earth. That would mean a whole lot to um, funding our ability to produce this show. Yeah. Let me just say, like, the we only have one tier. It's just uh, $5, but you don't have to donate $5. You can donate anything less than that, too. But... If you do, you enter into the Founders Club <gasps> to where if, if we change the tiers and stuff and, and, and do stuff later, we might discontinue the Founders Club, but you'll always be a founder and we'll include a mention of you on one of our episodes and include you on the uh, the supporters page of our website. Um, so you'll you'll get a really nice thank you. And we'll be forever indebted. And if we expand tiers going forward, I think that we will definitely toss the Founders Club um, some of the exclusive content, even though they might not, you know, might not be listed as one of the perks. 
currently. Yeah. One of the perks will be the uh, the dick sucking tier, where Bryce will <laughs> suck your dick. Um, not me though. And David will drink your urine. I will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Hot frothy mm-hmm. urine. That tier is ten dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, it's not just you know. It's... Just send your urine in a thermos. <laughs> Look out for our next episode where our, David Day. where our commercial will be pee oriented. <laughs> And so with that, that is Horror Movie Talk for today. We appreciate you very much. Thank you so much for listening. Share with a friend. Visit us, Horror Movie Talk. We love you. Bye. Bye.